Lazy Man's Dream, a tale from Laos. Once there lived a man in a small country south of China, a country known as Laos. This man was so lazy that everyone called him Lazy Man. No one knew his name because he was too lazy to remember it. And even if he had remembered, he was far too lazy to bother telling anyone. He was so lazy that he almost always sat for that was easier than standing. And when he sat, he usually leaned so far back that before you could count one to three, Lazy Man was lying down. When he wanted to roll over, he sighed, for rolling over took some work, and Lazy Man did not like to work at all. Of course, no one spent much time with Lazy Man. He was too lazy to call up on friends or to woo a wife, and he was far too lazy to accept anyone's invitation to supper or to walk or to talk. So, he spent most of his time alone in his tiny one-room shack. Rain dripped through the holes in his roof, wind blew into his house through the cracks in the walls, for he could not be bothered to mend the cracks. The windows were broken, but Lazy Man was too lazy to replace the panes. Luckily, he was far too lazy to complain, and when springtime came, he was as happy as could be, for all the holes and cracks let in the warm springtime air. This is wonderful, he would say, for in springtime, he had no need to go outside to enjoy the weather he could enjoy the weather right inside his shack. When he was young, his father tried to teach him to farm, but Lazy Man could not be bothered. His father gave Lazy Man some pigs, hoping that his son might raise them and make a living. But Lazy Man just let those pigs roam free. A few survived and lived beneath his house. Once in a while, the pigs would begin to snort and grunt, and before long, they would storm into the shack squealing for food. And once in a great while, Lazy Man would decide he must work a little to earn some food to feed his skinny pigs. So he would trudge off to help a neighboring farmer or a local merchant. This saved him the bother of fetching the food for himself and for his pigs. One week, Lazy Man worked for several days right in a row. At the end of the week, the farmer paid him with a large jar of rice. Lazy Man could not believe his eyes, and he could not believe how hard he had worked, and he could not believe his fortune. Just look at me, he said as he strolled back towards his shack. I'm not so lazy after all. I worked for a whole week and I earned this big jar of rice. I'll be fine all summer long. I might not have to work again this year. He began to hum, although even humming was a chore for lazy man. Still, the jar of rice called for a celebration. When he was halfway home, he decided he needed to rest. All the carrying and humming and thoughts of celebration had tired him. He sat down beneath the tree and put the jar at his side. He began to smile. Ah, oh, what a fortune I've earned, he sighed. I may have enough rice to last me to winter. He looked up at the bright blue sky, amazed by the birds he saw above. What hard work, he said as he watched the birds swoop and sail. I'm glad I'm not a bird, he said. So good to be a man with a big jar of rice. He closed his eyes. Before long, he began to imagine a bright future. Perhaps I'll save this rice, he thought, and then I can sell it and use the money to buy 10 new piglets. And when the 10 piglets are big and fat, I'll sell them and buy 100 piglets. And when those piglets are grown, I'll sell them and buy 10,000. I'll be the richest man in the land before long. For when my 10,000 are big and fat, I'll sell them and soon I'll own all the pigs in Laos. 
and then I shall marry a fine young woman and we will have a son who will honor me and praise me for my wisdom and skill. And when my son is old enough, I can send him out to tend my pigs. If he is lazy and refuses to help his beloved father, I'll boot him out the door just like this. And with that, the lazy man raised his foot into the air and gave a great kick and accidentally kicked his jar of rice. It began to roll, and soon it was rolling down the steep hill. It rolled and rolled, but Lazy Man was far too lazy to stand up and chase it. Suddenly, the jar hit a tree and broke into dozens of pieces, and all the rice scattered in the grass. Before Lazy Man could think of what he might do to save his rice, dozens of pigs appeared and began to eat the rice, gobbling to their heart's content. But Lazy Man was too lazy to chase them away, so finally, he decided he would go to sleep and perhaps come up with another plan, something that required no work. No work at all. Welcome to the WTF IDK podcast, where we are owning the uncertainty of adulthood. I am your host, Chris, and together we will explore situations life throws at you and how to handle them like a badass. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast and follow us on all social media at WTFIDKPod. This is episode five, Save Up for the Hustle. All right, so I know that story was a smidgen longer than what we're used to, but I mean, it definitely brought the point home for today's episode. How many of you know someone that is like the lazy man, meaning that you wait to the last minute to apply yourself, you reap some great benefit from it, and then at the first sign of trouble, you shut down all over again. Yeah. So if this is you, if you felt something ping in your chest because it sounded familiar to your life, you might need to readjust what you're doing. You should not allow obstacles to stop you from continuing, and you should not be that lazy. I mean, this guy was too lazy to roll over. But I mean, I digress. Um, so if you feel like you're falling into that category or you know someone that does, this episode is probably one you should listen to. So we're starting something new here at WTF IDK and it's called the What the F Jam of the Week. Chicka chicka jamming. Yeah. So each week I'm going to pick a song that sets the mood for what we're talking about. And this week's song is Outcast featuring Goody Mob for those of you guys that are true Outcast fans and know this really wasn't their original song. But anyway, this song is called Get Up, Get Out. And if you haven't heard it before, Get is spelled G I T the first time and G E T the second time. So Get Up, Get Out is a song that I remember back when I was an itty bitty. And of course, we listen to the edited version because my mom did not allow explicit music. But essentially, it's a song where you have a bunch of young black guys that are talking about getting up and getting out. Um, I can't play it because I don't want to get sued. But it's all over the internet, interwebs, whether you have Apple Music or Tidal or Pandora or YouTube. Knock yourself out and listen to it, and it'll definitely get your mind right for what we're talking about today. So are you ready to shift the paradigm? Like, I feel like I should say it in a 
slightly sexual way because paradigm is such a sexy word it's like ten dollar word all right so <laughs> let's get into the paradigm shift for this week we're talking about saving up for the hustle and i kind of snatched a part of that from the phrase uh the dream is free but the hustle costs extra or however they phrase that thing and that quote is credited to like seventeen thousand different people so i'm just going to say it's unknown because no one can prove they said it first. But the sentiment is important. Um, we often have dreams. We often have things that we want to do that we see ourselves doing. Things that people even tell us we'd be great at. But there is a very, very thick line between having a dream and seeing it in action. Some of us are in the mindset of, if I dream it, then it will come. And believe that their good ideas are pretty much enough to make their dreams come true rather than applying any hard work. So whoever told you that success would fall in your lap just because you want it, they lied. And if you're still sitting there waiting, you're being completely illogical. So you're trying to figure out if I'm talking about you, right? Right. So if you are the person that is always on the hunt for a get rich quick type scheme, so that means somebody told you about flipping houses on Tuesday and Friday morning, that's your new business. It's not, it's not going to work, buddy, at all. If you are the person that, and if you're in Mississippi, you have to cross the border to Louisiana to do this. But if you're the person that every single week you're at the gas station getting lottery tickets, you're talking about the Powerball and the Mega Millions and what's going to happen when you hit or you scratch and scratch offs like they're going out of style. Yeah, I'm talking about you. If you are someone that is waiting for whoever to put you on, all I need is somebody to put me on. You know, all you got to do is, you know, put me in the right spot, introduce me to whoever. Let's network. Rather than getting up and introducing yourself to these people, you're the person that I'm talking about. And as we sit here, the producer is checking his lottery tickets to see if he won the lottery. So if this episode does not continue, that means that he won the lottery and we've all run away. Oh, no, never mind. He didn't win the lottery, so we're back to this. All right, so if you are looking for someone to do the legwork and do the networking for you, it's not going to work. That's why people that are always asking me to hook me up with their friends often get the side eye because it's not my job to bake your cupcakes for you. You got to do it yourself. Just saying. Also, if you are waiting for a sign, you know, a lot of people sit and say, oh, I'm just waiting for things to align or I'm waiting for the Lord to tell me or something. Hey, listen, the good book says, faith without works is dead. So if you just had the reality check and you realize you are not that person that is putting in the adequate amount of sweat equity to make your dreams happen and you want to know how to get to the next step, don't worry, gotcha. So the biggest thing that you battle with when it comes to having dreams and having goals is the dreaming and the planning stage. A lot of us get stuck in the dreaming phase, meaning that we are focusing on the what. We're visualizing what we want to happen. So if you've moved on to the next step, which is the planning step, that means you're focusing on mapping out the how. So to rephrase, recap, if you're dreaming, you're focusing on the what. If you're planning, you're focusing on the how. 
So how exactly do you go from dreaming to planning? It means you're focusing on the deadlines. You're focusing on being accountable and holding yourself accountable. It's one thing to say what you want. It's another thing to put it down on paper and say how you're going to get there by a certain date. And once you've essentially figured out what you're going to do and how you get there, all that's left to do is to hustle. So hustle has become a term that has been completely watered down. People think that if they're getting up in the morning and brushing their teeth, it's a part of the hustle. Or if they take the stairs once a week, they're hustling. Or if they're helping their cousin sell bootleg DVDs, and yes, people still sell bootleg DVDs, they're a part of the hustle. That's not what hustling is at all. Hustling is essentially working nonstop. So how do you get to the point to where you are hustling and you know that you're hustling? I got four steps for you. Number one, know thyself. I think I mention self-awareness every single week. But self-awareness is just that important. If you know who you are, you can determine where you're going and how you're going to get there. So instead of lying to yourself about what your dreams are or what your strengths and weaknesses are, be honest about where you are today and you'll be able to better focus on where you're trying to get to tomorrow or three months from now or next year or whenever. Two, keep it simple. Don't let the planning process completely consume you. I know a lot of people that have a lot of great ideas and are able to plan out every single detail. And in this planning process, they've missed several opportunities to get things off the ground. Whatever you want to accomplish, start with the bare bones. Start with your foundation. Start what you need just to get it going. Sprinkle a couple of details on top of it, but don't over plan. Because when you over plan for the most part, Things will not go the way you intend, and so you have to backtrack and revisit and revise anyway. So whenever you're planning, focus on what has to happen. Focus on how it has to happen. And keep it that simple. Keep it going. Three, be willing to go at it alone. A lot of times whenever you're coming up with something new and something different, many people won't agree. Many people won't understand. And that's okay. It's your dream, it's not theirs. Someone, and specifically who escapes me, said that the best revenge is success. And I'm not necessarily saying that you need to seek revenge for those that have wronged you. That, that's not what we're talking about. If you know that you have a dream, something that you're trying to achieve, someone's always going to try to shoot you down. Whether it's because they are jealous or they don't like it. Or they're concerned about your ability to get it done. You'll always have a naysayer. And if you focus on the naysayers, you'll never get off the couch. You'll be the lazy man looking at your rice being eaten by the pigs on the hill. So make sure that no matter what, you stand so strongly behind what you're trying to accomplish that even if you are up by yourself 9, 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night every night, that it's good because you still want to achieve whatever it is you're setting out to achieve. And number four, regardless of whatever is happening, you must always remember to work, 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 work. Yeah. 
So once again, if you are trying to step up your hustle game for a quick ways to get there, you have to know that self. Be aware of what you're trying to do and be honest about what you can accomplish. Two, keep it simple. Do not write an entire dissertation about how you're going to increase your Instagram followers. Do a little research, make a list, get it done. Three, be willing to do everything by yourself because there is no guarantee anyone's going to see your vision but you. And four, work. When you're sleepy, work. When you're hungry, get something to eat and then go back to work. When everybody else is out clubbing, work. And even if you are doing all of the aforementioned things, and if you're doing them with fidelity, if you're doing them diligently, you're still going to have hindrances. So in order to make sure that you are able to reach hustle level 10,000, you need to make sure you stay away from, number one, negativity. It surrounds us. If we let it, it takes over. There's always someone negative that's in your space. even family members when you recognize that someone is always looking at the bad side they never have something positive to say or they're always nitpicking at random things they're a negative person do not let them in on your dreams or on your plans because they're going to tear you down and if they know you well enough they'll do it successfully and you won't even know it's coming till they're gone the second thing you need to avoid if you're trying to keep your hustle on level 10,000 is not being authentic in whatever you're doing, whether it's work-related, whether it's personal, whether it's social media stuff, people always appreciate and respond to authenticity. When you're genuine in what you're doing, you will receive genuine response. You will receive genuine appreciation, and hopefully you'll receive some genuine money. Make sure that whatever you do, it's always true to who you are. The third thing you need to do If you're on a quest to reach hustle level 10,000 is make sure you plan properly. Now, I know I said a minute ago, you need to keep your plan simple, but that doesn't mean half-ass do it. So if you know that you have someone that you can model after, maybe even a mentor that can guide you on what you're trying to accomplish, hit them up and see what they're doing and see if they can assist you in your path. You don't want to have dreams or goals of becoming a real estate agent, but you don't have the licenses that you need to actually sell a house. That's poor planning. So make sure that whatever you're doing, keep your plan simple, but make sure you check off the important boxes before you get started. And the fourth thing that you should do if you are on a journey that has taken years and years, but you know you will reach the promised land of hustle level 10,000 is. Be willing to adjust to changes and don't run from a plan B. So when we sat and talked to Coach O a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about a plan B. He had intentions essentially to play NFL. He won't, he won't admit it, but he did plan to go to the NFL. All right, so that completely changed due to injury. He had to fall back on his plan B. And as we can see now today, that's perfectly fine. Sometimes we feel that plan B's are signs of failure. And once again, they are not. Always have a backup plan. Your backup plan can even lead you back to your original plan. You're just taking a different path. So do not be so stubborn and stiff 
to where if you're facing obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, you don't understand that may be a sign to readjust, reevaluate, and maybe swerve around a couple of things rather than facing them all head on. Today's sensei of uncertainty is the super fly, super fine, super strong, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So if you are within my age range, I just turned 30 this year. So if you essentially are a 90s kid, then you definitely remember our running joke that we never got tired of. So picture this. Group of elementary school kids, maybe sixth graders at the most, walk into the cafeteria. And then we look at each other and say, can you smell what the rock is cooking? And then you like raise your eyebrow. Yeah, that was us. So those of you that do not know, I don't know how you don't know, but for those of you that do not know, uh, years ago, back when the rock was a wrestler full time, that was his catchphrase. He used to do all this extra random dramatics with it, all tongue flapping all around. And yeah. So looking back, at who he was then and what he represented then and who he has become now definitely didn't see it coming i chose him this week because he is a living breathing example of what can happen if you apply the right amount of hustle to your dreams so quick rundown of him and his life and his accomplishments so the rock um was a football player which is essentially why he was so big he played for the university of miami what position? I have no idea. Not important. Um, and from there, he became a wrestler. I think he wasn't able to go pro because of an injury or something like that. And when he was a WWF wrestler, he had like a very, very solid following. I mean, it was The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that's all we knew. And he was the pay-per-view king <laughs> and all those other good stuff. Like, he definitely had a what I would consider lucrative career as a wrestler. But as we see, there was more to him than just that. So if I'm going to run down super, super fast, his film accomplishment. So he was in Beyond the Mat. He was in The Mummy Returns. He was in Longshot. He was in The Scorpion King. And I loved The Scorpion King, even though I now know the writing was kind of me. He was in The Rundown, which I watched today. He was in Walking Tall, Be Cool, Doom, Southland Tales, Gridiron Gang, The Game Plan, Get Smart, Race to Wish Mountain, which was a really awesome movie. He was in Planet 51, Tooth Fairy, Why Did I Get Married Too, The Other Guys, You Again, Faster, Fast Five, Journey to the Mysterious Island, Snitch. He's in a movie called Snitch? What was that about? He was also in G.I. Joe Retaliation, which was actually pretty good. Pain and Gain, he was in Fast and Furious 6, he was in Empire State, Hercules, Furious 7, San Andreas, Jim and the Holograms, I did not watch that, I need to go find that, Central Intelligence, which is one of the most hilarious movies ever, like him and Kevin Hart together, this is a really good combination. Moana, which my kids watch once a week, The Fate of the Furious, which is, is that the last one that just came out? Yes, the last one that just came out, he was in Baywatch, he was in Jumanji. Just watched Rampage this morning, and it was pretty decent. Skyscraper, and he has a whole bunch of other things going on. He even is doing the spinoff from the Fast and the Furious franchise with Jason Statham, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. In addition to what he does on the screen, 
he has a partnership with Under Armour. And he's been selling different things with them for a while. I want to say for a minute, it was like T-shirts and maybe like a bag or something. But most recently, his shoe, and he sells like, you know, a sneaker, sold out in like 15 minutes, 30 minutes or something like that. And for a shoe to sell out by someone that is not currently an athlete, and I really mean basketball player, is a big deal. He's really big on YouTube. He's really big on Instagram. At one point, he had an app where you could have him, like, wake you up in the morning. That was pretty cool. And he has a foundation to help sick kids. Um, That's a lot. That's a lot to do even in the 20-year span that we've been talking about. And the reason that he's been able to cultivate this brand that is so unique but is still so authentic and realistic is partially because of his hustle. Watching his Instagram videos make me really realize how lazy I am because he is up every morning at like four, three, and he gets a full workout in every morning. He goes off and he shoots some movie that he's in where he's doing athletic things, and then he comes home and then he works out again. And the most he rewards himself is with like a stack of pancakes. So... (laughs) So essentially, if you are looking for someone to inspire you, someone that is going to give you the hustle and tell you what it really looks like and what it feels like, someone that is going to show the cutest pictures of his daughters and love on his wife, girlfriend, baby mom, fiance. I don't know her position, but she'll probably be all of those things. And then call DJ Khaled out for his whole comments about what he not going to do in the bedroom. Yeah, so if you're looking for that person, he's definitely it. I always will have a big place in my heart for The Rock because he is, once again, a living, walking, breathing example of what can happen if you dream big and follow up those dreams with actions and even when things don't work out. Because all of those movies I listed were not blockbusters. Some of them just flat out were really bad. (laughs) but he kept going at it and now he's recognized especially by the younger set as an actor and producer before he's even recognized as a wrestler which talking to us back in the 90s when we were in the fifth grade would never have made sense so if you're going to do it do it the way the rock does it and keep that hustle going if you are unable to catch the podcast from the beginning Here's the meat and potatoes on what you need to know. This episode, we're talking about saving up for the hustle. In other words, we all have dreams. We dream a lot. We dream all the time, and that's great. But unless you are applying action to what you're dreaming, you're not getting anywhere. During our paradigm shift, we talked about the difference between dreaming and planning. Dreaming is the thought. Dreaming is the what. Planning is the how you're going to get the what accomplished. Make sure that you're focusing on the how a lot more than you're focusing on the what. So how do you actually make sure that you are hustling? Easy. One, be honest with yourself. Be self-aware. Know exactly what you're trying to accomplish so you can actually accomplish it. Two, keep it simple. Do not spend forever in a day focusing on how you're going to get it done. At some point, cut yourself off and get to work. Three. Be willing to do everything that you want to do by yourself. Make sure that whatever you are planning to accomplish, whether you have 100 people backing you or no one at all, 
you're going to do it anyway. Four, make sure you put in the sweat equity to actually reap the benefits. In other words, work. Once you plan it, work. Even if you're by yourself, work. And when you get tired, keep working. Our sensei for this week is one of my favorite people to stalk on the interwebs, The Rock. He is the perfect example of what happens when you dream something big, dream something that someone probably would tell you is impossible, and apply work to it and hustle. He has so many movies. I lost count because I didn't count when I was reading them out. He has partnerships with different people. He's, he's bringing in a lot of money, and he's able to do so. He's able to do it in a way that he's proud of, in a way that is authentic to him, mostly because of how he hustles. And that's it for this week's episode of WTF IDK Podcast. I have been your host, Chris, and together we are owning the uncertainty of adulthood. Be sure to follow us on all social media at WTF IDK Pod. If you are an iPhone user, make sure you rate and comment. And everyone, please subscribe, download, and share. So what are you dreaming about? What are you working on to get your hustle level to 10,000? Let us know. Either hit us up at social media at WTFIDKPod or shoot us an email at WTFIDKPodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.